When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. We're in the merchant city of Mugsbrough and we're going to do the adventure Seven Goblins, Part 3, Tangar the Axe. You're about to find yourself in a grim spectacle unfolding in the Witherport. And we start. The Hanging of Tarangar the Axe. A fierce goblin war chief, a near legendary enemy of humankind, is a spectacle that has attracted much attention to the growing Witherport. Now, obviously, Sir Crokington knows who Tarangar the Axe is. Because, you know, he, he lives in this world and hears his stories. But you don't. So let's read the law book. The fearsome mountain goblin chief, known as Tawangar the Axe, has achieved near-legendary status for his many bold and cruel incursions into the realm of man. Though not a large goblin by any measure, the deceptively strong master of the axe has long overseen a large horde of his vile kin and won several remarkable victories over substantial human forces. Over the past decade, sightings of the feared Goblin Chief and his vicious minions have been few and far between and have occurred mostly on the outlying fringes of the kingdom. It has long been believed that Tawangar and his brother the equally cool Zaurok have a particular thirst for vengeance against Thane Porrand of Trithic. Porrand is thought to have slain their father, the legendary Ogothrok, back 
when he was a Tyson army scout patrolling the kingdom's western frontier. Okay, who is Zalmok? This brutal goblin warrior, whose speciality is the bow and the broadsword, is the brother of the legendary warchief Tarangar the Axe. It is rumoured that Zalmok and Tarangar have had a rather nasty falling out in recent years, and the two mountain goblins now view one another as bitter rivals of power among the scattered goblin bands wandering the fringes of the kingdom. It is long believed that both Zalrog and Tarangar have a particular thirst for vengeance against Thane Porrind of Trithic. Porrind is thought to have slain their father, the legendary Orgothrok, back when he was a Tyshian army scout patrolling the kingdom's western frontier. Now, who is Orgothrok? He's their dad. But, what else? This legendary mountain goblin warchief ruled over the many goblin clans that inhabited the wild, more remote regions of the kingdom. It is said that Orgothrok was slain by Thane Poland when the Thane was a young Tyshian army scout patrolling the kingdom's western frontier. Ogothrok's son, Tarangar and Zalmog, had thirst for vengeance against Thane Poland since their father's demise. So he was the last goblin to raise an army. A proper army. The, you know, the kind that can raise cities. And which you need another army to combat. And now we've learnt all about these goblins. For reasons. You find yourself towards the back of a sizeable crowd. That has gathered in a smaller quadrangle adjacent to the city's main square. The north end of the quadrangle. Rising above the heads of those present to witness the grim ceremony is the unsettling spectre of the gallows. The wood of the gallows and its platform has been darkened by the early morning wane, giving it an even more sinister appearance than usual. Lined up at the back of the platform, their heads covered by cloth sacks, are the five goblins that are to be hung this day, the middle of the five, and of a slighter build than his doomed kin stands Tarangar the Axe. The hands and feet of the five wicked creatures have been bound with rope to ensure their date with the hangman's noose will be kept. The light drizzle that had been falling for the last few minutes becomes a little steadier, drawing a groan from several around you who are eager to see the five accursed slayers put to death. About time to be on with it, crumbles a man standing next to you as a steady stream of rain pours off the brim of his leather hat. Already too much shemney given to those beasts. A woman to your leg, Lord, nods in agreement and mutters a curse directed at the five goblins on the platform. Though you have not heard all the details, you did catch wind of a rumour shortly after entering Mugsbrook that Tarangar and several members of his vicious horde 
were captured following a raid on the nearby village of Dogramir early this morning. As fortune would have it, a brave band of border rangers were passing near to the village where the attack came. After a lengthy and brutal fight, the goblin attackers scattered, but Tarangar and several of his more staunch minions were taken alive. Look! People other than me doing stuff! That's a pleasant change for many other RPGs. A short man in a heavy tunic, his head covered by a wide leather hat, pushes in it in next to you and sighs. He shakes his head as he places his gloved hands on his hips. Strong message to send to Goblin Doom, he says, in a low voice, with his head turned partially in your direction. Pity, though, that few goblins are likely to, to be watching. A pity again. They hang the wrong one. His words startle you, but when he tips up the brim of his hat and looks up at you for a fleeting moment, your heart skips a beat. Beneath the wide-limbed-brimmed leather hat is the leering face of a mountain goblin. <gasps> oh my, oh my, oh no, no, no. A goblin wouldn't walk right into a city with guards all around in broad daylight. Without, you know, some deeper plan than just chaos. Okay, okay. This is so odd, I'll give him a chance to explain himself. Despite your immediate desire to reveal this creature and raise the alarm, something inexplicable stays your hand. The moment of restraint is rewarded when seconds later the goblin again speaks. Let's talk over there, he says, motioning to a deserted corner of the quadrangle behind you to your left. You must hear what I have to say. There is not much time. Reluctantly, but with your interest peaked. Perked? I, I don't know how to say that word. P-I-Q-U-E-D. You nod your consent and watch as a disguised goblin ambles off to the isolated corner. When he's been gone for nearly a minute, you turn and stroll over to where he waits, and immediately demand he explain himself. The goblin seems fearful in your presence, but introduces himself as Kulak, and also admits to knowing who, who you are. It's not a goblin long for this world, it's just not though. Those among the humans we must rightfully fear, he says, alluding to the fact that he and his kin are well aware of your growing reputation as an adventurer. I seek to strike a bargain, to help three Tawangar, and we shall lead you to the villagers that were captured in the wage. I can. You angrily cut off the goblin and demand to know why you shouldn't reveal him at once. For at its effect, you step back and assume a guarded posture. It's not our band that attacked the village, cries the goblin in a fear-laced tone. Dark Tarangar did not lead a raid on the village. It was his brother Zaramog. Zaramog and his war party hold at least a dozen villagers in their camp. With our help, you can find them before they meet a bad end. 
You demand that Korok reveal to you where Zaramark's camp is. The goblin refuses. Help me three Talangar, and the two of you will two of us will lead you to it. If Talangar meets his end on the rope, I'll sooner cut my own throat than slink back into the wilds. You must help me. You must trust me. Despite your misgivings regarding dealing with this goblin, some something in his voice leads you to believe he's telling you the truth. Okay, but let's go use magical powers to be sure. Divination. Succeeded. 4xp to divination. While you sense that Kuluk both despises and fears you, which kind of makes sense after all the goblins that I've killed, and some of them for no particular reason, you also sense the goblin has so far told you what he believes to be the truth. Reluctantly, you agree to help Tulok in his effort to help Tawangar escape from the gruesome fate that imminently awaits him, the end of the hangman's rope. While your involvement in the Enterprise doesn't rest easy with you, you rationalise the effort with the knowledge you will meet out justice to Kulok and Tawangar if necessary, should things not go as planned. Apart from this, apart from the somewhat daunting task that now looms directly in front of you, is the chilling thought of a dozen of Tawamar's citizens still in the clutches of the goblins that raided their village. If Kirok has indeed spoken the truth, as you suspect he has, you are loath to let pass an opportunity to rescue the innocent people who are likely to draw their last breaths before the day is out. There isn't much time, grumbles the goblin, reaching for a pouch tied to his belt. Let me cause a stir. And you fetch Tawangar down from the gallows. He's the one in his middle. I gain nothing for the others. Let them hang if they cannot free themselves. You're taken aback by his plain and unapologetic discard of the lives of his kin. But remind yourself you are seeking to free, find and free the human captives he has told you about. Killock seems to sense your disdain. He's quick to tell you. He echoes your sentiments regarding the unnatural partnership. Let us free Tarangar and fight the humans. Grumbles, I too long to be done with this. The goblin hands you a cloth cow. You immediately recognise in its importance and don the article, hoping it will be enough to hide your face during the events that are about to unfold. Killock moves off to the western edge of the quadrangle, and you head to the eastern edge, waiting for whatever diversion he is planning to take place. Your pulse quickens as you make your way along the outskirts of the crowd, when you note that the five goblins on the platform are being moved into place. The contemned creatures now stand directly in front of the thick loops of rope that will soon snap their necks. You're nearly halfway to the gallows, when a loud explosion from the far side of the square causes you to jump. A thick cloud of red and grey smoke rises up from the eastern edge of the quadrangle. And as the crowd scatters, squeaking in alarm, you immediately realise realize that you've just witnessed Kilrog's diversion. You quickly note, with great relief, the explosion has taken place in an empty portion of the square. 
No one has been harmed in the ear-shattering blast. Several guardsmen who have been stationed in front of the gallows set off in the direction of the explosion. The three guardsmen, guards standing on the platform, quickly descend and take up positions in front of the wooden structure. As the, as the crowd round, round continues to rush away from the billowing cloud of smoke, you turn your attention to the task of getting Tawangar off the hangman's platform. Lots of options here. There's just sneak onto the platform and three Tawangar. You could use illusion, telekinesis, gating, thievery, destruction, shadow magic, whatever that is. Or elementalism. I'll give illusion a shot. Succeeded. 128 experience to illusion. You call upon your power of illusion. Almost immediately, the phantasmal likeness of four sword-wielding mountain goblins burst from the shadows behind the handmaid's platform and rush into the midst of the citizens now fleeing the quadrangle. The goblin standing in front of the pla- the guards standing in front of the platform promptly rush after the goblins as they disperse into the scattering cra- crowd. Wasting no time, you dashed to the gallows and spring up onto the wooden stage. You've only enough time to undo the rope that binds Tarangar. The moment his hand- hands are free, the goblin war chief. Chief casts off the cloth sack that covers his head and snarls savagely. You quickly tell Tarangar that you are with Kilwick, and his eyes narrow for a moment, perhaps realising there is no time for discussion. The mountain goblin war chief nods and leaps down from the, co- from the platform, fleeing west out of the chaos of the quadrangle. You wait until he's reached the edge of the square before rushing off in pursuit. As you pass out of the square, you find yourself running at the heels of Killlock and his legendary chief. The three of you exchange no words as you dash wildly through the wane-swept streets of the Witherboard, never certain if you're actually being pursued, but never daring to slow and find out. As you reach the Witherside area known as the Lower Wharfs, Tarok leads you and Taragar down an overgrown path to one of the larger piers. There, next to one of the larger piers, there, in the tall grass that grows at the edge of the wither, lies a small rowboat. It's immediately obvious to you that this must be the means by which the goblin underling entered Milkspur. Tarok pushes the craft into the water and Taragar leaps in retrieving a long-handled axe from beneath his seat. He strokes the weapon shaft and nods at Kirok, as if thanking the lesser goblin for returning a prized possession. You tell Kirok to let Tarangar know about the bargain made. But much to surprise, the goblin chieftain dismisses your request and nods as if he already knows. Get in, snarls Tarangar, levering his finger thin finger at you as the craft lurches out into the flow. Kirok motions rapidly with his hand for you to climb aboard with great reluctance, but driven by the need to find the captive humans, you step into the boat and sit between the two goblins. 
Kellogg takes up the oars and moves the boat into the swifter water towards the middle of the river. As the small craft is swept along the wither, Kellogg raises the oars and mutters something to Talgar in the native tongue of his kin. The fearsome goblin chief gumbles a single word back at his minion and turns to you and nods. Thank you, Yeoman, says Tarangar. If it eases your conscience, Ene, know that it was not me and my band who attacked the village, for which I was going to hang. Kalak has told you of my brother, Zaramok. He is a true terror now, a danger to humans and goblins. His methods and choice of targets invite human revenge on all of goblindom. He is not content with peace on the fringe of the human kingdom. I was attempting to turn him from the village when the rangers came upon us. Make it plain to Talangai you are not interested in the affairs of goblins, and your only reason for setting him free was so that he and Kolok could lead you to the captives from Dormir. There. Need be no understanding between us, he says, his hideous face drawing slowly into an unpleasant sneer. For I may no longer raise human settlements, but I have no place for your kind. You need not have any place for mine. Several moments of tense silence follow your exchange with the goblin war chief. At length... You hook the goblin squarely in your eyes and ask if he has truly forsaken the legendary cruelty of his dark past. I can change nothing of the past, he grumbles, leering derisively at you. Those days of bloodshed are dead to me, though it be of little comfort to those who have met my axe. I tried to turn Zaramog from the village, but he would not have it. Then, the rangers fell on us. There was only the fight left. Well, you believe that Tawankar's sentiment is sincere, and that he has indeed given up on his worn humanity in exchange for a woggy existence for himself and his kin on the edge of civilization. You also realise that words cannot begin to atone for the wicked deeds of his past. Yes, yes, but this I think this is one of those times where where what is sensible and justice don't align. Because if we kill him, every single goblin would say, See, see, that's what happens when you don't attack humans. They kill you anyway. We might as well attack them. It's more fun. And you never know, it might help us. Yes. Tawangar tells you that Killock's captured, escaped capture, and he knows the location to where the Lair Zawamog and his minions fled. It is lucky for my brother that the Rangers were content to capture me, he growls, for his force was greatly weakened in the battle. They fled with their captives. And my old brother left me for dead. 
Kirok, who seems nervous to speak with Talangar so near, breaks his silence and says he hopes the human captives are still still alive. With no, with no desire to display even a hint of weakness in the presence of these savage creatures, you make it perfectly clear that their lives depend on finding the villagers alive. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Tell and go the axe glares at you in response. But says nothing. Nearly, nearly three miles downstream from the witherboard, Kellock manoeuvres the small craft to the western edge, and the three of you step out of the shallows and drag it ashore. Kellock tells you that Tarangar and Sauermog's band had stopped in an area of rocky crabs, cracks two miles south of the village. We must hurry, says Tarangar, as he inspects the blade of his axe. They will not be here long, if they are there at all. Perhaps they were waiting for someone. You don't bother to ask the goblin to whom he is referring, as you realise that any delay could dearly cost you the chance to rescue the captive villagers. With that, the three of you set off to the west, across the wooded hills that flank the western shore of the Great with a twinned. You find right away that you have trouble keeping up with the goblins as they move across the rugged, pathless terrain. While you are certainly no stranger to the wilds, these mountain goblins, having lived their entire lives in the rough, have skills that, that easily surpass even some of the most legendary human huntsmen. Now and again, Tarangar and Killock stop to wait for you as you struggle through the tangled thicket. As you progress inland from the wither, you come to the realisation these creatures could long ago have given you the slip, or turned on you with murderous intent. It has become obvious to you they are faithfully upholding their end of the bargain, made back on the rainy streets of Mokesville. 
in the forested hills. The forested hills give way to thicker wood and an area of tall rocky crags. As you pass in amongst the towering rock formations, Kilrock, Kilrock warns you that you are nearing the place where Zaramog and his horde halted their flight from the village. Tarangar grumbles something nearly inaudible and shakes his head. It is at the edge of a broad impression between three towering cracks that Kulak holds up his hand, signalling for you and Tarangar to halt. The goblin chief pushes ahead of his minion and gazes down upon something that seems to bring him a moment's worth of fleeting satisfaction. He grins cruelly. You step past Kilrock and behold a sight upon which the goblin war chief gazes. Standing in the middle of the impression, perhaps a hundred yards away, are at least two dozen mountain goblin warriors. At first, your heart sinks, as you see no sign of the human captives to whom Kilrock alluded. Whether, as you cast your eyes northward, to the far side of the impression, you spot... Spot a row of bow, bound humans seated on the ground. You count 14 prisoners, men and women, all of them still alive. Zaramok! grumbles Grandar, wrapping you on the arm and extending, sending his clawed finger in the direction of the large, prudish goblin, pushing his way through the ranks of his minions. Suddenly, your gaze retreats from the fearsome figure of the goblin warrior and falls upon a lone figure moving into the impression from the east. A human! Your eyes widen and your pulse quickens as you immediately recognise the bald-headed man in the red tunic moving purposely towards the line of captives. It's the necromancer you previously encountered in the hills near Tyrwall. Redcoat, snarls Tarangar, as he derisively eyes the necromancer. Know him? You ask Tarangar what he knows of the man he calls Redcoat, but he is reluctant to say very much. He does tell you, however, the man has long paid goblins handsomely for human captives. He, he is a powerful caster, says the goblin chief flexing his hands on the haft of his red axe. He is known to the goblins as Wedcoat, or Wed Demon. He has great power. Anger rises within you as your gaze follows the necromancer while he moves over towards the captives. He strides along the line of bowed humans with his head bowed, as if he's closely inspecting them. Now, what, what do you need live ones for? People conveniently pile their dead all in one place. If you need skeletons, you can get skeletons. Also, animals. You ever tried using animals? Realise only too well, and with some dismay, that the bargain you struck with Krolok and Taungar was that you should be shown the goblin camp. The prospect of dealing with Zaramok, a horde of his warriors, and the necromancer, is not an inviting one. The next words out of Tarangar's fanged mouth shock you. 
You deal with Wedcoat and leave the West to me, he growls, turning his gaze from the necromancer back to Zaramog. Get the humans out of here! Curlet quickly said something in the goblin tongue, apparently in protest of Talangar's spoken intentions, but a quick glare from the goblin chief immediately silences him. Wait for my cry. Kalangar and Telok move off to the west, treading stealthily within sight of the lip of the broad-flanked impression. When the pair of goblins are out of sight, you turn your attention back to the loathsome spectre of the necromancer, who continues to stride up and down the row of humans before him. For several minutes, nothing happens, and you find yourself wondering if perhaps you have at last been betrayed. And that, at any moment, you will face a charging horde of mounting goblins, led by Tarangar the Axe and his merciless brother. A shrill, spine-chingling battle cry that echoes off the crags and turns every head in the hollow to the west. Dashes your fears and sends your heart racing. The fearsome crawl is swiftly followed by a second that immediately precedes the arrival of Tarangar. The bold goblin warchief strides into view on the western edge of the encampment and levels his axe at Zaramog. He barks something at his brother, the glutteral tongue of goblin kind. Zaramog draws his heavy blade and snarls viciously, the unspoken command rallying all two dozen goblins to his side. You catch sight of, of Kilok slurking behind Tarangar his clawed hand tightly gripping a bow knife. Okay, you, you probably want something a bit bigger than that. With a chorus of savage shrieks rising into the air, the goblin horde, led by Zaramog, charges at Tarangar and Killock, the last thing you see before the goblin chief di- disappears beneath the swarm of his kin is the rapid, rapid flash of his great axe. Okay, I... I Guess I want him to live? <laughs> Your attention quickly shifts to the necromancer, who appears to be preparing to take immediate possession of the human captives in light of the unexpected turn of events. You are determined to see that doesn't happen. You realise you must act with great haste if you are to deal with the necromancer and get the human prisoners to safety. A lot of options here. Just attempt to overtake the necromancer before he spots you. There's illusion, telekinesis, archery, thievery, woodmanship, gating, and shadow magic. I'll try woodmanship. It succeeded. 128 experience to woodmanship. You move swiftly and noiselessly towards the necromancer passing furtively through the long shadows cast by the towering crags that surround the impression. When you're within ten yards of the wicked mage, you wait until his back is turned, then suddenly break cover, bounding over the uneven ground towards your unsuspecting foe. You strike him a staggering blow, staggering both from behind, the semblance brawling to the ground, before he can regain his feet, you are upon him, determined not to let him escape this time. 
In a surprising display of agility, the necromancer slides out from beneath you and springs to his feet. He swiftly retreats several steps and stops. Without a word, the necromancer swirls his left hand and a shadowy neville gate opens before him. Through the portal staggers an unarmored skeletal warrior. The fleshless menace tightly grips the hilt of a rusted longsword in his bony finger. You could just gate in skeletons? Why are you going for all that killing human stuff? You're just doing it to be a dick? That seems to be the reason, just to be a dick. Gah. As the necromancer falls back, apparently preparing to make good his escape, the skeleton hisses viciously and moves forward to attack. It's a summoned skeletal warrior. Time to take it down. It's a three plus roll. The fearsome skeletal warrior shrieks as it hisses and hisses as it slashes at you with this rusted blade. Yep, you do 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 stab stab. It is slain. Twenty-two XP. The shattered pile of bone at your feet stands as a direct as a silent testament to your formidable combat prowess. With no time to dwell in your victory, however, you leap over the remains of the undead warrior and rush at the retreating necromancer. Within a few yards of the glaring mage, when you advance, it's unexpectedly interrupted by two more sword-wielding skeletons. The long-dead warriors stride into your path from either side, protecting their master's retreat. You boldly face the first of this hissing undead pair. Let's just take down this hissing skeleton. Slashes at you with this short blade. And is slain. 21 XP. The second skeleton steps over the remains of the first. And swipes at you with his rusted sword. Hissing skeleton part two. And it is stabbed. 21 XP. The skeletal warrior collapses into a heap of bone at your feet. You charge forward, prepared to engage the retreating necromancy. You're nearly upon the wicked caster when the ground at his feet suddenly erupts, shining you with both earth and debris. The massive skeleton of a forest troll rises out of the open ground and staggers itself and staggers forward to attack, obeying the cruel will of his master. It's a troll skeleton. Oh my. The troll skeleton wakes at you with his long claws. And it is slain. 22 XP. The necromancer swirls his left hand and an inky vortex opens to his right. Determined not to let him escape, you sprint in his direction and dive at his feet, catching the heel of his white boot as he's about to disappear into the portal. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 48, 30 from might, 8 from body, 10 from spirit. Gotta get 75 or more. Oh, get away! Pick now. 122 experience. 122 success. An amazing display of agility. You tighten your grip on the necromancer's foot and, and, tear, and tear the sharp, startled maid out of the grip of the portal through which he nearly escaped. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, he goes, ah, ah, he's touching me. 
and it automatically leaps out of the way. You bonk your float, your foe to the ground, and upon him before he can fully regain his feet. The speed and ferocity of your attack seems to have caught the necromancer off guard. He exhales sharply as he struggles to fend off your attacks, while stabbing you repeatedly with his with a bone-handled knife. Begin combat with this old necromancer. Finally, the necromancer stabs at you with his bone-handled knife. And I stab with my other knife. Wait, he ran away? He's breaking all the walls! A strange, disorientating feeling washes over you, momentarily blurring your vision. Amidst the confusion of the episode, you watch with great dismay as the necromancer retreats towards a portal that silently opens behind him. As the sensation that nearly immobilises you fades, the wicked mage steps into the portal and disappears from sight in, in the impenetrable darkness of the vortex. The portal swiftly and silently closes. The din of waging battle washes away the lingering dismay you feel having missed yet another opportunity to bring down the necromancer. On the north side of the camp, Zaramok and his horde are savagely assailing Tarangar, who is remarkably holding his own. His war cries rise above the bloodthirsty shrieks of his enemies as his mighty axe cuts a broad arc before him. With no time to spare, you decide at once to leave Tarangatra's fate and immediately rush over to free the captives. The fourteen captives, eight, eight men and six women, stare in disbelief as you rush up and begin to undo the rough lengths of rope that bite cruelly into their wrists and ankles. You untie two men and a woman, and with their added help, manage to free the others in only a minute or two. You immediately instruct the freed villagers to head east towards the wither, then upstream towards Joramir. A woman with long, dark hair takes heart charge of the group, and swiftly leads them east out of the impression. As the villagers disappear from view into the forest, a shrill blood-curdling streak. The last sound to erupt from the brutal goblin battle rises into the air and echoes virally off the surrounding quags. A lone goblin staggers into view and collapses near to the centre of the board impression. It is Kilok and across his back is a, back is a long gaping wound unmistakable signature of the mighty stroke of an axe. Stepping past Gorlock's body, you're surprised, and somehow strangely relieved, to find Tauragar standing with four other mounting goblins at his side. The blood-spattered goblin warrior, with both hands resting on the pommel of his axe, stares down at the bulky corpse lie, lying face up at his feet. It is the body of his brother, Zaramog. You have what you came for, he says coldly, turning his cruel gaze upon you. These four have sworn themselves to me, 
and will be spared. What of Whitecoat? You tell Talangar that the necromancer has escaped, and he nods. Zawamog will no longer wade human lands, he says, turning his eyes to the lifeless body of his brother. We will now go into the wilds. Get out of my sight, human, and we, all, we may all part peaceably. Tarangar's sudden change in demeanour catches you off guard. He repeats his demand for you to leave. You sense the swing could be for the benefit of the mountain goblin standing at his size. You also sense, however, the events of the day, including the slaying of his brother, were carried out for reasons of his own, and had little to do with your desire to rescue the humans Zalmok had taken captive. A fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to make. So I can attack Tarangar, or leave. Think of, uh, I think, as, as I said before, if Tarangar is attacked, some other chieftain will rise up and probably immediately take revenge. Not on me, because I'm too strong, but just on the nearest, the nearest undefended village, probably. Because apparently that's how revenge works sometimes. It's just, yeah, close enough. Close enough for vengeance. So I can leave as town guard demanded, or I could attack him. I'm going to leave him be. You turn and leave the broad impression. Heading east towards the wither. Every few steps you glance back over your shoulder to make certain the goblins have not moved. Tarangar and the four goblin warriors standing at his side remain in place. Silently watching until you are no longer in sight. You catch up with the three villagers nearly a mile upstream from where you came ashore in a small boat. They're all drained and horrified by their recent ordeal. But each of them thanks you repeatedly for your heroic efforts that undoubtedly saved their lives. With good reason not to immediately return to Migsbrough, you instruct the people to tell the authorities in the Witherport that Tarangar has fled west and is not likely to be back in these parts soon. You only hope that what you've just told the villagers will prove true. As you turn away from the villagers, you prepare to head back to the small boat and make your way across to the wither. Your eyes are suddenly towards your white wrist. There, freshly emblazoned on your skin, is the third tattoo in the likeness of a tall, thin flame. In the days... Days that follow the events in Mixpool, you learn the four goblins who shared the hangman's platform with Tarangar managed to escape in the confusion and have not been found. You can't help but wonder if they already made their way back to the side of their fearsome chief. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have. 512 experience to general. 
And that is the end of Seven Goblins Part 3. I can have a little nap. The next one is, of course, Seven Goblins Part 4. Which is in, in Colinia. So that's what I'll be do It's called An Unlikely Captives. So that's what I'll be doing next. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.